It's more Middays with MFB. Right now on the WEEI Sports Radio Network and WEEI.com. It's another day in the dusty haze. Those burning rays are wearing down his body. The diesel's work, the price of gold. It's the cheapest grain he's ever sold. You have no idea how much fun I have being on your show. Now, watching the game last night, I'm thinking to myself, Bruins game against Minnesota, of the network broadcast for the four major North American sports. Is there a better three-man tandem than Edzo, Doc, and, and Pierre? For I was hockey? thinking, is, how many people out there realize that Pierre Maguire is a huge Jason Aldean fan? Well, if they listen to our show, they know that. That's what I was wondering. I was like, you know, you look at him, you think Jason Aldean, but there it is. Hey, Pierre, can you sneak in a subtle Jason Aldean reference during your next broadcast for <laughs> Lou Christian and I? I do that. I promise I will do that. My next show is not till the Winter Classic, so it's a good one. It'll oh, be it's from a good Washington. one. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that. That we will watch the I Winter will get Classic. A Jason Aldean, something about you know tattoos on this town, or uh, I don't know. We'll figure something out. It'll be good. <laughs> you know, Pierre. A lot of people have been talking about this team recently. Obviously, with the struggles. Uh, Last night, I thought was a, a good win. That was a great hockey game, you guys. I'm not sure about the rivalry, you know, yeah. <laughs> night, but still, um, the North Stars were always tough to beat, but still, that was a good game and a good we were, win for the we Bruins. We playing the North Stars thing that night, last night, so that was fun. I just got back from Minnesota. I'm back east, and the one thing I can say is I was really impressed with a few things from the Bruins. Uh, number one, Zdeno Chara's vocal leadership on the bench, usually not very vocal, uh, but when he is, he people usually listen. Last night, very vocal, especially at the end of certain situations, whether it be a penalty kill or, or a good chip in or a good line change, extremely vocal and good leaders. The return of David Krejci, you see the skill level and how it makes everybody around him better. But what it also does, is, and he said this during the show, it changes the batting order. So now Bergeron's not the number one, he's number two. Soderberg's not the two, he's the three. Gregory Campbell's minutes are kind of dropped down a little bit. That allows he and Danny Pye to penalty kill a little bit better. So that changes everything. Um, I was really impressed that they hung in there because that five-on-three penalty kill I thought was the key to the game last night. Pierre, do you still love this team as much as you did before the season started? Remember you, we had you on, you were yep. talking about how much you love this team, even though we were all kind of you know, shooting holes in the, in the roster. Well, Christian, I do. I really like it a lot. Uh, I, I was really impressed with the maturity of the team last night. Obviously, you'd like to get Jerome McGinley's goals replaced. Um, that's not happening that easily. Uh, you'd like to see that become more constant in terms of Krejci, somebody. And this is not a knock on Seth Griffith, by the way, who's a very good young player. But I think first line right wing is a little bit too much for him right now. I think the Bruins would probably agree to that. Um, so you'd like to see them maybe fill the hole there. But the rest of the roster I like, especially with everybody back and healthy. Now, I know they miss Adam McQuaid, and they miss him a lot. But I, I do know one thing. I spent a lot of time with Dennis Seidenberg yesterday, and i got to tell you, his mindset is so strong, and the players around him, their mindset is so strong. I, I see this team starting to surge right now. Pierre McGuire is with us on 93.7 WEEI from NBC. You served it up on a silver platter, Pierre, so i got to go there. First line, right wing, first intermission of your broadcast last night. Bob McKenzie drops the T.J. Oshie bomb on yeah. all of us. Now, T.J. is a known commodity. He's got a lot of name cachet and recognition, but you brought up Seth Griffith. They have the same amount of goals right now, right? You know, mm. T.J.'s 
TJ's a 21-goal scorer. That's his all-time high. He's missed a lot of games with concussions. Should we be as excited about the prospect of TJ Oshie coming to Boston as maybe the name cachet suggests? I did not know that he was available because I think that he's a very respected member of the St. Louis Blues organization. I did not know he was available. and He may not be. It may be just people talking. And Bobby McKenzie, when he talks, usually he's bang on the mark. So it might be somebody that Bobby knows that some of us don't know. But um, I would tell you that TJ is a very, very good player who, who would, I think would be a very good Bruin if, and I stress, this is a huge if because I know how many people listen and twist words, so I'm going to quantify this. If available and the Bruins could get him, that would be an excellent acquisition. But I will say this, I do not know that he is available. I know you're not high on Stewart. We asked you about him already. No, I'm, I'm not high. I, I, he's not a first-line player. What about the other guys that Bob mentioned, namely Vermette maybe switching from center yeah. to wing or Perron from the Oilers? Antoine Vermette is one of the most underrated players in the National Hockey League. Antoine Vermette was a tremendous player with the Ottawa Senators. He's been a very, very good player in a tough situation out in Phoenix. Uh, what you get with him, uh, if in fact you're able to get a player like that, and I do think at some point he will be traded. Uh, I've talked. That's one player that I feel pretty comfortable about saying I think we'll be traded at some point uh, just because where Arizona is in the standings. But the thing with Antoine is he can skate, he can score, he can check. You can go back and check his junior record with Victoriaville. He was fantastic in Victoriaville. Uh, He did tremendous things in Columbus before he moved on to Phoenix. He's a constant. He should be a consistent 20 to 25 goal scorer. But playing with first line guys, that could change significantly in a positive way. You know, I think the deal too with that uh, Pierre is that when you look at this team, I mean, they're less than a million dollars under the cap right now. So oh. unless somebody goes out there and looks at a Chris Kelly for four million, three million, or maybe Louis Erickson, uh, who's been kind of a disappointment for 4.25, even with the game winner last right. night, it's you got to free that that space up right now for this team. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It's a fair point. I, I, I think everything's going to sort itself out here. I know everybody wants them to win the Stanley Cup in December and January. That's not how it works. You've got to build your team over the course of 82 games and then make sure you're in perfect position going into the trade deadline so that you can make some moves and you know who the key components are on your team. But that's, that's the one thing that's so hard for everybody, including me. I've been in the league 27 years. It's it's knowing that it's it is a marathon and that you have to build your team and you don't win the cup in December and January you know and that's that's the most important thing so I talked to Peter Shirley yesterday I I know that he's aggressively trying to make his team better and I believe he will make it better before the playoffs start. You know, Pierre, you mentioned uh, how you were talking to uh, Seidenberg before the game. How much yeah. access do you have to the players? Is it is it like just a normal game where if you, the production crew sets up a meeting, or are you able to get on the ice? Are you able to go into the locker room and you know talk to these guys, get a real feel for exactly what the mentality is? You know, Christian, yesterday I got to the rink real early, and, and the first Bruin that I saw was Dennis Seidenberg, and he was actually doing some rehabilitation exercises on his knee. And we just sat around and shot the breeze after he did his exercise. And we were talking about all things, dogs, tennis, family, Christmas time, Germany, you know, all these different things that we both know a little bit about, huh? the NHL, uh, and about the Bruins. And the one thing he said is, you know, guys are starting to warm to the task. I was really impressed with how he handled everything. He had a determination in that game last night. You can see he's starting to rally himself um, after going through all the rehab on his lower body and and i i you know in terms of the access you get i get i mean i'm not going to say it for everybody but i know that our crew gets a ton of access i don't know how it works for the other guys but we get a lot well you got enough access to know that patrice bergeron's dog is bilingual how about that one 
Now that was, was something. Of course, it's a dog. Bergeron dog. It's a cerebral dog, right? That, that player, by the way, you see the way he plays the game. I mean, it just blows me. Every time I've seen him, and I've been watching him, going back to Aki Bathurst when he was a junior player, he just he never ceases to amaze me how he processes the game. It, it, you know, Christian, for you on, on your level, it's probably a lot like how Tom Brady breaks down a defense. This is how smart this guy is, and he can do this going at 25 to 30 miles an hour. It blows me away just how quickly he processes a game. Could he play until he's 40? <laughs> I, I think if he can stay concussion-free, he'll have a chance to play close to 35 to 40. I do, but it comes down to the concussion things. You know, if you go back to his entry draft, the 03 entry draft is the best draft in the history of the NHL. He was a second-round pick. Shea Weber in Nashville was a second-round pick. One of the reasons why I think that entry draft is so good because we had the lockout in 04 and 05. And if you remember back to that time, those players, rather than being rushed into the NHL as 18-year-olds, now I know Bergeron made it as an 18-year-old, but most of the players from that draft, they had to go back to their junior team, and they had to go back and, and play and dominate. And that 05 World Junior, by the way, was the best World Junior in the history of the World Junior. And so many NHL stars came out of that. But it shows you the importance of the development process. Pierre, I, want, I do want to ask you more about Louis Erickson, right? And the batting order you were talking about, maybe one of the reasons why we finally saw Soderberg score and Louis yep. Erickson kind of pick it up, could go up against different defensive pairings. Now, the question would be, do you, do you give Erickson one more shot with Krejci and Luch to try to really have two good lines? You know, because it's sort of like we don't know what this guy is. You're Would right, you... Lou. I mean, here, here's the one thing. I, when I watched him last night, there seems to be a chemistry with he and Soderberg. And Kelly does a lot of the heavy lifting defensively. I think everybody knows that in terms of the back check and the download coverage and everything else because of his speed and his awareness. But there seems to be a chemistry with Soderberg and Erickson that I haven't seen with Erickson and Krejci. I just haven't seen that. And Aginla had that. Aginla had good chemistry with Krejci. He had real good chemistry with Lucic. And I think Lucic pushed Aginla, and I think Aginla pushed Lucic. So I don't know about changing that up and putting Louis up there. I know it's a lot of money to spend on a third-line right. right winger, but he's valuable in a lot of other ways, on the power play, on the penalty kill. He's a valuable player. He's not just a third-line player. Pierre McGuire with us. Finally, Pierre, before we say goodbye here, you brought it up with Christian, the amount of access you have. Given that, is everybody with the crew still mumps-free? You know, it's interesting because we were Doc and I were talking about that yesterday, Tim, and uh, the one thing we're doing more of, less handshaking and more fist-pumping. There you go. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And washing our hands a lot yeah. and, uh, you know, making sure there's not a lot of saliva flying around. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak for your peer. I mean, I know Edzo a little bit more, and I know Edzo is a fist bump guy. I don't see Doc being a fist bump guy. Just well, the... we we do we we did a little fist pump. Okay, that. well, we, uh, we can't let him go with that. He you gotta he's we gotta have to let him add to this debate real oh, quick. Right. So I know he's got to go. Let me set it up because he is a former Davey yes. O'Brien and Golden Where Spikes award. <laughs> okay, we're going football for your football background okay. as a Hobart quarterback, right? Well, well, we got the we got the Mariucci one, right? Yep. You did. Mm-hmm. You were correct on that. Absolutely. Okay, okay. Here's here's the one about football that I need to bring up for you today. It's a three way debate between Lou, Christian, and I. Okay. Lou says that Brady should be the Patriots team MVP. I say it should be Revis, and of course, Christian, sticking with the tight end fraternity, says yeah, it should God. be Gronk. Now, Butchergross was on the morning show earlier today, and yeah. he said that it should be Gronk. We want to get the NBC <sighs> delegate. And their, their vote. So you're oh representing NBC. Gosh. I don't want Al Michaels and Collinsworth to be mad at me. <laughs> um, let me see here. I'm going all NBC all the time. So it's uh, Gronk. If you've got a fourth-party no, candidate, you're with Revis, Gronk, and, and Brady. Um, you can just go with your heart. 
Go with I, no, I want to go with the cerebral thing. Ooh, so I'm going to come. Uh, sorry, Christian, I'm going with Tom. I mean, that's... You know, Pierre, I've always liked you. <laughs> no, you said Gronk. Like you're a smart individual, that's all. Okay. You said Gronk? No, no, I'm going with Tom. Uh, oh, Brady. Tom. So okay. let me just ask you this, Christian. If you didn't, let's just say you had, I don't know, RG3 as the quarterback in New England. Let's just throw him in there. Sure. How would the Gronk be doing? He'd be doing awesome. Really? He'd be doing great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Pierre should have been my phone friend. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was I actually a good you. idea. I, I forgot about you. that. We should have included Pierre in our I conversation think you're yesterday. I thinking it when you say it's not. It's Tom Brady. Come on. Don't win anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boy, Pierre. Pierre, great job, and uh, have a good Christmas and a happy new year, and we will wait for the Jason Aldean reference at some point during the Winter I Classic, am, I'm right? I'm writing it down in my book right now. I'm serious, so I'm going to try to remember this. I'll get something in there on the Winter Classic. <laughs> Thanks, oh, Pierre. Happy New Year, all right? Have a great holiday season and a merry, merry Christmas to everybody in your uh, listening area. Right. You too, Pierre. Thanks, Pierre. Take care, boys. Right, Pierre McGuire from NBC, big Jason Aldean fan. And I didn't want to set the bar too high. I mean, we're kind of asking him to shoehorn like this he... in there. You got the 41 Robin Williams references in a one preseason <laughs> game, for God's sakes. I know, right? But you those. have you have the mic open the whole time. Pierre has a certain number of hits that Do he I loves. really? There's like five guys on that show. He can slide that in like, you know, so and so, so and so played in juniors and so and so born in Aldine, Pennsylvania. He can just make it up, right? Just start making things up. The Aldine I think Rough he's right. Riders outside right. of Saskatchewan. Yeah. Played for the Jason Aldine Rough Riders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Amarillo, there's a hockey team in Amarillo. Yeah, there you there go. You, there there's is. a minor league team. He knows, there. He knows part owner of that team. <laughs> Jason Aldean. <laughs> when we come back, all right, we have not yet addressed the uh, major story outside of the sports world, which is the interview getting pulled from all the movie theaters. Oh, we got to get to that at some point, don't we? Three for all. We'll do that three for all next. 93.7 WEI. On his knees.